Horrorfidomies episode 87. I'm your host Tim, and with me back again is the Bell from Hell, Jalisa. Hello, everyone. How are we this week, honey? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You feeling hungover at all? Uh, no, I'm actually pretty good. We went out last night on a night on the town because it's mine and Jalisa's one year wedding anniversary, and uh, we had a few shots. We did. A few cool shots. Actually, I'll post some pictures in the Facebook uh, page because these shots look disgusting, to say the least. One of them's called the abortion, and such a brutal name. I love it. If you if you see the picture of the shot, you'll realise why it's called the abortion. It's disgusting, but mm-hmm. fuck me, it's nice. It was, yes. It was good. We had a good night out. But here we are back again, once again, with another episode of Horrorford Dummies. Yes, we missed last week. We apologise, but goddamn, we could not even talk. We were sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids had it, then it passed on to us, and we could barely barely even raise our voices, so there was no point doing a podcast. Uh, but we are here, back again, and this week, we are talking about big cats in horror. Lions and tigers, oh my, not bears, um, and various other animals that revolve around the cat family. Mm-hmm. But big cats, not normal Small domestic cats. I wouldn't be scared of domestic cats. Uh, there's some horror... Well, there, actually, there's a lot of horror movies involving domestic cats. Really? Yeah, heaps. Like the one Cats? <laughs> that's not a horror movie. Oh, isn't it? But no, oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a musical. Oh, whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of cat movies out there, but we're talking about big cats, lions and stuff. So the uh, we've got... Five different movies to talk about, but the two in focus that we're going to talk about is The Ghost and the Darkness and Burning Bright. And this fits at a perfect time because The Lion King is now out in cinemas. Mm-hmm. And though it's not a horror movie, it has scary scenes in it, especially for uh, children yep. of young age. Um, there is also some brutal scenes where Mufasa dies. Mm-hmm. Don't cry, Julissa. I'll try not to. But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the horror side of big cats. Before we do any of that, we, uh, we've we been getting some interesting emails, some mails from, uh, from our listeners as of late. And yes, I know we stopped doing listener mail. And I think, honestly, that was a bad call on my half. Why? I, okay, for one, I kind of miss listener mail. I'm not going to lie. Number two... I just think it was a bad podcast choice for us to get rid of it. Um, I'm not saying we're going to get bring it back, but if any of you guys want to send us mail or, or tell us your thoughts, then I'm not going to say no to reading it on the, on the, on the air. 
Yeah, you'll you... get some airtime. Yeah, so let's let's just go on with our two little emails that we got this week because they're really nice and heartfelt, and I really really appreciate the people who sent them. Mm-hmm. The first one comes from Dustin Watson. You would know him from the Horror Corridor podcast and What Z Party Horror. Um, he's he's one of the uh, the main podcast hosts that I look up to. Mm-hmm. He said, Tim and Jaleesa, you two have such a fun relationship dynamic. It makes listening to the show that much better. Honestly, homies, I get skeptical of shows where couples are hosts because they're either too lovey-dovey or they rip on each other in ways that aren't funny. You two do it right. Anyway, that perfect Friday show was just so much damn fun. I loved your casting choices and kills. Very creative way to tackle that franchise. You two rock. Keep up the good work. Oh, that's awesome. That, you fucking stink. That, um... <laughs> that's not very nice. Julissa just farted and it stinks so bad. Um, <laughs> you don't need to tell everyone, all right? You did it. Uh, that was, that, that brought a tear to my eye. Dustin, uh, Mr. Watson is a, is a podcasting host that I look up to. And for him to say that, kind of, uh... Kind of melted my heart. Hmm. It's good to know we're doing a good job and people enjoy it. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the next one comes in from Alan Chacha. Alan, Alan Chacha. He uh, he wrote a really really cool and long um, <laughs> email or message mm-hmm. uh, about our Friday the Thirteenth, a perfect Friday the Thirteenth um, episode from last week. Yeah, like, like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Come in with his own perfect Friday the 13th. And i got to say, man, this is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. You ready for it? The I'm, ending is like, oh my God. I'm interested. All right. Alan starts. My perfect Friday the 13th. Setting now. Hmm. Okay. Okay. The cast includes Creighton Duke. You remember him from um, Jason Goes to Hell? He's the one who Jason goes into. No, the black guy. The one with the cowboy hat. Oh, that's right. You always get those two confused. I know, right? That just because they're black doesn't mean they're the same person, Joyce. <laughs> Shush. Uh, Tommy Jarvis. Not Doyle. Not Doyle. Tommy Jarvis. I'm so fucking ashamed about that. <laughs> Ginny Field. Chris Higgins. Okay. Rennie Wickham and Sean Robertson. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Reggie the Reckless. Pam Jarvis. Okay. And he goes, I don't feel like listing them all, but the, but all the survivors come back. They aren't surviving long. See, I love that. He's brought everyone that survives from every single Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. And they're all back from this one. Hmm. That's cool. All right. <clears throat> Jason is the Jason from part six to start, then Uber Jason to end. Okay. Uber Jason. Jason X. Ah, uh, okay. He's called Uber Jason. This is, this is Alan's story. Creighton Duke has spent the last 20 plus years recovering from his battle with Jason. Lots of physical rehab and getting into peak physical condition. He is a badass old man. Camp Crystal Lake has been abandoned for years, but Jason is still out there. Sometimes hikers turn up mutilated. Creighton uses his bounty knowledge, hunting knowledge, to track down all other survivors. He sends them letters and explains his plans. They were able to stop Jason for a time or just survive him. If they all get together, and maybe, just maybe, they can put Jason down for good. Creighton has also hired an elite team of mercenaries to help battle Jason. The survivors meet up and agree to his plan. We also meet the mercs. Think the Expendables. Alright, it's cool. Hmm. 
They travel to the former location of Camp Crystal Lake. The survivors of Mercs begin to actively hunt Jason. Jason kills about half the survivors and Mercs in various bloody ways. Head crushed, chopped off, legs removed, bodies cut in half, arms taken, machetes through chests, axes in heads, lots of blood. Cool. Telekinesis girl finally gets her power up and is able to keep Jason from moving. The Mercs shoot him many, many times. Jason falls to the ground and uh, Creighton Duke pulls out a massive machete out of his coat and goes and says he is going to take Jason's head. The leader of the Mercs shoots Creighton in the head, killing him. Ooh. Ooh. They, twist. Yeah, they open fire on the rest of the survivors, killing everyone but Telekinesis Girl, Tommy, and Reggie. Telekinesis Girl uses her powers to stop the bullets and then sling the mercs into the lake. The survivors run off one run off to one of the trucks they used to get to the camp. The mercs swing back to the shore, but one of them is badly wounded and they think he dies. They claim Jason's body and leave. The survivors regroup and venture into the lake, finding the wounded Merc. Telekinesis Girl uses her power to keep his body going long enough to tell for him to tell them that the Mercs took Jason's body to the government installation to be studied. Telekinesis Girl uses her powers to crush his skull. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Telekinesis Girl is in full control of her powers and they are hella strong now. The trauma he has unleashed her full potential. They decide to go to the inst. The insta, I think he's meant installation, Insta institution, yeah, and get revenge. The government is doing stupid stuff with Jason and turn him into Uber Jason. He starts killing everyone at the base, and the survivors make their way to it. They are able to get there because of the carnage Jason is causing. It's a final battle. All the soldiers and support staff at the base are dead. Jason stands alone. He kills Tommy and Reggie. Telekinesis girl tries to use her power, but it doesn't work, and Jason rips her in half. Wow. Jason walks out of the base and back onto the road. He sees a sign that says Haddonfield, Illinois, 500 miles away. Ooh. So that sets up Michael versus Jason. That's awesome. How cool is that? I love that. Mm. He, um, he then sent another email. <laughs> yeah. And the soundtrack to my masterpiece will be Motorhead, Slayer, Megadeth, ugh, not Megadeth, Metallica, Immortal, Black Sabbath, ACDC, Ramstein, Abath, Diapo Negative, and some other badass bands. God damn, Alan. Awesome. Your Perfect Friday the 13th is pretty, it's something I want to see. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. That That's is That's cool. a whole, like, fully new concept. I'd I, be down to see that. I love how he's brought the survivors from every Friday the 13th movie. <clears throat> That's cool. I'm so happy that Chris finally died. Chris Higgins. I hate her. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much to everyone who um, who messaged us. We really, really, really appreciate it. We do. Thanks, And if, uh, if you guys want us to read any of your thoughts on the air, don't be afraid to uh, message us. We don't bite. Yeah. All right, let's get into the show. Let's the do action it. show. We've got the What Horrors Have We Done. We've got the news. We have the franchise fights. We are now in round two, mm-hmm. like the, the next stage. Oh, awesome. We're, Finally. We're going to name every one of the, the new matches up okay. in this episode. So I'm a bit excited for that. All right. Joe, what horrors have you done this week? <laughs> What horrors have you done? All right, so I've got the chance. Well, me and Joe, actually. Me and Joe have had mm-hmm. a chance to watch um, a few 
movies this week. <clears throat> One being, I, I, I had a real want to sit down and watch some 80s, um, 80s horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I watched a movie from the 80s that I haven't seen for a long time and Jell has never, ever seen. No. And that movie is Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. George A. Romero's Day of the Dead. I, I, I'm just going to butt in quickly. I love this movie. I fuck. It's probably my favorite out of the uh, Romero trilogy. Yeah. And when I say trilogy, I mean the, 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 the three movies. I don't class the other movies. <laughs> A part of the franchise because they suck. Would you say it's your favourite zombie movie? No. No? No, Train to Busan holds that. Um, this is my favourite Romero zombie film. Okay. I fucking love Day of the Dead. The effects in it are just incredible. I love the, the cast. I love the, the relationships between all the characters and the score is just brilliant. It's actually my uh, alarm tone. <laughs> but Jill, this was the first time you got to check out Day of the Dead. It was, yes. And your thoughts... Um, look, I found, uh, most of it to be really slow and a little bit boring, but the last 20 or so minutes was awesome. The gore and stuff that they packed in there and the effects was awesome near the end. Um, yeah, I just didn't really like how slow it was. And most of the start of the movie was just them fighting with those soldier guys. Fuck this, fuck that, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And then it got to the cool part. <laughs> so, it's, it's, eh, it's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Jaleesa is completely wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> it's slow because it's showing the breakdown of the last group of survivors in this world. I, I for one, think it's fucking brilliant. I love it. Okay. I, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Just be- The ending is a bit of a letdown. Um, in that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown. It kind of cuts forward a bit later and you're like, oh, okay. I, I thought she was dreaming again, but he's like, no, they actually got out safe. I was like, well, you didn't even see him get in the fucking helicopter. Yeah, yeah. The ending is a bit of a letdown, but the movie as a whole, I just, I love it. It's one of my favourite 80s horror films. Mm. And uh, would you suggest people go and see it regardless of your thoughts? Yeah, of course I would. The gore and everything um, made it so much better. I um, I'm gonna buy this one when when I have the chance. I'm gonna buy it on Blu-ray. I love it that much. You do that, honey. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, what else have we watched? Um, we got to watch a movie called The Intruder. <clears throat> this is a new one starring Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to sit down and watch this the other night. Um, let me just explain what this movie is. Um, because it is a new one and I want to talk about the plot quickly. It so, also has Megan Good in it. Who's Megan Good? She's the wife. How do you know who? Who's she? She's been in um, a movie called Debs. Um, she's been in Stomp the Yard or movies like that. I've never heard of this girl. She was in The Unborn, so... Anyway, The Intruder. A young married couple buys a beautiful house on several acres of land, only to find out that the man that brought it refuses to let go of the property. I love this this plot. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Um, The movie, I enjoyed it for the most part. Mm -hmm. It it kept my attention. That's a big plus. Because it uh, usually takes me a lot to 
it being grossed by a movie. I needed to know what happened to this. I, I admit I did fall asleep only because I was very, very tired. But I had to fast uh, go back and, and watch the bit that I fell asleep in. Um, as a movie as a whole, it was enjoyable. There, It would have benefited from tightening up with the story. There were some parts that kind of like that just need tightening up. But um, like over as... what? Oh, don't fucking do that. <laughs> I can't think of the top of my head now. Okay, sorry. Um, there was just some parts of the story that like all that could have been a bit tighter. Um, but as a whole, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend it. I say it's it's a good film. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I actually enjoyed it. I was very engrossed in it. Like yeah. the laptop died and I was like, quickly, plug it in, get up. Oh, Remember? yeah. Yes, because we watched it through the laptop, yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, it was good. I love the concept and yeah. the kind of twist near the end where you find out about the guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a twist that we've seen in horror movies before. So it didn't really shock me, but it was it was good. It shocked me a bit because you had no idea. Mm. Um. I forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to say? I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> you were going to say... Oh, oh yeah. Um, of course, there were some annoying parts, like you wouldn't do that in real life. Oh, you'd yeah. You'd be more suspicious. That was a little bit frustrating, but yeah. I could get past it. <laughs> oh, okay, overall, what would you give this movie out of 10? Um, probably I... 7. Okay, you're copying me. I gave it a 7 out as well. Seven okay. out of ten. It's it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's above average. I enjoyed it. It uh, just needs some tightening up. That's all. Actually, I'll read my that, review. Um, De- is it Dennis Quaid? Is that his name? Dennis Quaid. Actually, the, he the, did great. Yeah, the acting in this is tight. Mm-hmm. Really good. Dennis Quaid was very believable in this. The faces he pulled too. Yeah. Um, let me just. I just want to check that it is Dennis Quaid, and I've got the right person. I yes, think it, it is. Was, yeah. Dennis Quaid from Jaws 3D. <laughs> uh, yeah, so give the intruder a go. I say it's it's worth a shot. Yep, I um, agree. I'm going to jump in quickly. I've done a, a electrical course for my uh, job this week, and I I came home and I just my brain was fried. Too much talking and stuff like that. So I needed a dumb film to watch. Something that was just going to ease my mind back into. Um, society. So I went on Netflix and decided to watch Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. And it worked perfectly because the padded room were reviewing Jennifer's Body this week. Yeah. So it just worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. Jennifer's Body is a film that I I enjoy. Yeah. I, I think it's it's very different. I, I've, I think it's a succubus movie. Um, I enjoy it a lot. It's a different type of story, one we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Megan Fox is in it, and who doesn't? What male doesn't like Megan Fox? Or female? Yeah, okay. <laughs> she's some eye candy to me too. Even though she's got weird thumbs, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Seyfried is that how you pronounce her name? I have no idea. She's in it. I don't find her attractive at all. <clears throat> She she's, she's the dumb one out of Mean Girls. Yes, if anyone doesn't know, she was hot in that, but I don't know. She kind of looks the same, just not wavy hair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but this movie's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's 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 got some decent gore in it. The story is great. The acting's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy this film. Yeah, I think most people out there have seen it, so I'm not going to go on with it. But mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it it worked perfectly. I needed a dumb film. It's a and fun film. Yeah, it it just something to settle me down and keep my mind running. Yeah, yeah, I guess <laughs> somewhat. Uh, what's the last thing we want to talk about? Um, we have been watching a lot of um, YouTube videos of Nuke's top five like ghost films. So, Bigfoot. So, so before you, Nuke is, Nuke's top five is the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and they just do top five videos of different things caught on camera. Mm-hmm. For example, ghost videos, creatures in the woods, Bigfoot videos, dolls. Everything. Which is funny. They've got, they're called top five, but they've got like 20 different ghost videos. So I don't know which one's top five or, or not, but either way. I think because he, I think people send videos in to try and make the top five. No. And I think maybe he chooses them in the end. Maybe. That's, that's what I think. Maybe. This is, this is the thing. Like everyone's got a recording device on them these days. It's very hard not to be recorded. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff being caught on camera. In saying that, there is also a lot of technology out there that could be used as editing software or CGI and stuff like that. And a lot of people know how to do this kind of stuff. So these videos, um, me and Lisa like to play a game of debunking the video, mm-hmm. seeing if we can tell if it's real or fake and trying to come up with different ways of how it would be fake. Some of these videos are fucking creepy. Yep, I um, agree. Some of them are like, oh, come on, that's a dude in a suit. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> but some of them really get under your skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched one last night of, what was it, top five things, scariest things caught in baby monitors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one that was a little too real, literally real, of a baby monitor catching a man an actual alive human being walking around in this guy's baby's room. And taking pictures of the sleeping wife. Yeah. Now, I said to Jaleesa, maybe, maybe this is the dad walking around the room and he's just put it on the internet going, oh my God, a creepy random person. Ooh, Mm -hmm. give me likes. But what if it's not? What if there is a fucking random dude that's walked into his house, into his baby's room and started taking pictures of his wife? Mm -hmm. That is messed up. It is. And then you've heard all the stories about people hacking baby monitors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these videos are uh, are creepy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it's a lot of fun. Me and Jaleesa like doing this, watching these videos, um, seeing what is out there in the world. Because I'm I'm a believer of the darkness, Mm -hmm. I'll say. Creatures that go bump in the night and all that stuff. I like to believe that there's things out there that have been discovered or or people don't believe such as bigfoot yeah but um whether we'll find out the truth mm-hmm. i mean the truth is out there the x-files said it but whether we'll find out the truth that's another I, if, who knows if i when i die if i don't find out all the answers i'm going to be pissed off <laughs> and i'll stab jesus in his head you'll stab jesus yeah and then i'll be sent to hell and then maybe they'll find out the answers. Then you're going to stab, you stab the devil if you don't find any answers. Yes, I just want to know, like, is there is there Bigfoot out there? Is Loch Ness real? Is all, are werewolves real? Are vampires real? Are aliens? What we say they look like? Mm-hmm. You know, I just I want all these answers. Yeah. You know, being in the afterlife, I better get them. And guaranteed, we're not the only planet with life on it. Well, no. Guaranteed. That, that, that's already been... 
found. Do they know what is living on other planets, though? No, there's bacteria in, like, Mars, which means living organisms. Hmm. So there is other life on other planets. Yeah, so who knows what's there? Yep, xenomorphs. Mm, all right. Interesting. That's it. That's all we've been looking at this week. Julissa, we have a interesting news feed this week. So why don't you get into it? What's the breaking news? This is Horrorfinomi's breaking news. Coming in with Horror for Dummies news this week. Oh yeah. Our first story, Michael Myers is back in 2020 with Halloween Kills. And again in 2021 for Halloween ends. Yes. Yes. I think I think we're we're a bit we're coming in a bit late. This news broke like a week and a half ago. But if you didn't hear about the new Halloween films coming out, they are called Halloween Kills, which is coming out next year, and Halloween Ends, which is coming out in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I am one happy little puppy. I'm yep. I'm uh, I'm on board with this straight up. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be good. And apparently, here's the thing: everyone's saying Halloween ends. It's everyone's going. Oh, it's not going to end. They're going to keep making more Halloween films. Yeah, of course they are. But I feel that it's the end of the Laurie and Michael relationship as we know it. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I'm happy about that. I honestly thought I went in to this last Halloween, Halloween 2018. Thinking that Laurie Strode was going to be killed. Yeah, you actually did think that, didn't you? Yeah. So, how can it end? Michael or Laurie or both have to die. Yeah. It has to die. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard uh, people talking about... I listen to a lot of podcasts. Some of these podcasts know people in higher places. And some of them have said, I... Like, they know the story of Halloween Kills. They can't give anything away. Mm-hmm. But they've said, if it is what I know, I'm very happy and a lot of people will be too. Yep. So, hearing that, I hope that we get a decent movie. Halloween 2018 was my favourite film of last year. Mm-hmm. Let's try and make Halloween Kills my favourite film of next year. I'm just hoping they don't drop the ball and it's not as good. I'm hoping they keep it so. going. I don't think so. Well, the news also broke that Nick Castle and James Jude Courtney are coming back to play Michael Myers. Oh, good. So that's good. There is also talk on Tommy Doyle, <laughs> that character coming back. Um, they, and people keep saying Paul Rudd. I don't know if they're going to get Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah, because Paul Rudd played the grown-up Tommy Doyle in Halloween 6. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to get him to do it, but the character of Tommy Doyle may return. I don't really need it, but okay. if they have something interesting for him, why not? I'm sure Paul Rudd would do a good job. He would, but I don't think he'd do it. Why? He's got Marvel stuff now. I didn't know that. He's in Ant-Man. He's in Ant-Man. Is he? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's a Marvel thing. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, Halloween... Bring it on. I can't wait. Yep. Um, Agreed. And yeah. I love that um, Jamie Lee Curtis has signed up for the last two. Yes. So yeah. excited. All right. Our second story. Release date for Saw Robot moves Reboot. To- Reboot. <laughs> it looks like Robot. <laughs> Saw. Okay. Blah. Let me do that again. Release date for Saw Reboot moves to May 15, 2020. 
going <laughs> off. So there was no saw robot. <laughs> going off from what I just said about Halloween and being really excited, I'm not really excited for this. I don't feel we need another saw. We no, we don't. Um, and or or a reboot in that matter. And Chris Rock. Uh, I don't... And Samuel L. Jackson. Okay, I like Samuel L. Jackson. I don't really care for Chris Rock. I'm sick of these motherfucking sores in this motherfucking place. That's what he's going to say? <laughs> yep. Um, I, look, when Jigsaw, the, the, the last Saw film, Jigsaw, came out in cinemas, I think it was last year, I think, or the year before, 2017, I can't remember what year. When it came out, I didn't go see it at the cinemas, and I wasn't upset that I missed it, you know? I did eventually catch it. It was fine. I haven't it even seen was, it. I, I, I honestly don't think I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing nothing wowed or shocked me. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I really don't think it needs a reboot at all. It doesn't. It really doesn't. But, hey, this could shock us. It, re- it really could shock us. I mean, look at Child's Play. Yeah, I guess. From a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, look at, I don't know, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Mm. So this could be good. It could, yeah. In saying that, I'm not really excited. Will I go see it at the cinemas? I mean, we'll wait and see the trailer. It's a roll of the dice. It is, it is. Our third story, Adam Sandler sets cast for his Halloween-themed Netflix comedy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so You're another... so sick of Adam Sandler, uh, aren't you? I'm just sick of Adam Sandler and his Adam Sandlerness. He's, he, he's just he's he's a fucking robot. He does the same shit in every movie. He's just I think maybe there's a little bit of jealousy because he gets paid so much money to do shit. Just be silly. In, in saying this, he's bringing out a new Halloween movie. And not Michael Myers, a Halloween-themed movie. And I'm going to be happy with that. Look, I'm a sucker for Halloween-themed films. Mm -hmm. This one, um, he's come out and said that the cast is going to include Kevin James, Julie Bowen, Maya Rudolph, Ray Liotta, Steve Buscemi, Rob Schneider, Michael Chickas, and Keenan Thompson. So basically all his friends again. Yeah. Um, I don't... Okay, actually, here's... I've just got it here. The plot follows Hubie Doibus as Sandler. Okay, Hubie. now I'm out. Now I'm out. Hubie Doibus? Yep. He's already done with the fucking gay names. All right. Who, despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, and its legendary Halloween celebration, is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. But this year, something really is going bump at the night, and it's up to Hubie to save Halloween. So I'm guessing by that name he might be special. That's that's exact. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's basically say it's basically the Water Boy, but in Halloween. But the, the Water Boy was fucking awesome. I don't know. I don't I'm, I'm know. I'm kind I, of I, sick of the voice that he puts on though, like so how he I. talks in Billy Madison. So am I. Like it was f- cool years ago. Now I'm kind of. I'm done. Cringing when I hear it. I, I, I don't like Adam Sandler mm-hmm. movies anymore. Like, <clears throat> See, the, I liked Hotel Transylvania because he had no shit except for the third one he started bringing in his... Yeah, the third one was just... Weird talking uh, stuff. Crap. Uh, I'll see this because it's Halloween themed, but let's wait. Huh? Let's mm. wait. 
We'll, we'll wait to see Hoobie. Oh, <laughs> fucking Hoobie. All right. That's it with news this week. Back to you, Tim. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it, Jill. Let's get into the uh, the madness, the franchise fights. Mm, who's fighting who in round two? Let's kick it off in the madness. The madness. This is the uh, the last round for the uh, the first stage. Mm-hmm. Round sixteen. We had George Romero's The Dead franchise versing the Amityville Horror franchise. Yep. Let's see what people said. <clears throat> Mike Moyer says, There's a case to be made that Amityville isn't even a franchise. Just random movies that share a common word in their titles. Going to have to go with a dead franchise. He has a very, very good point. And I like his uh, his point. Yep. Michael Darwin says, Dead. One good Amityville movie, three good dead movies. Uh, three good mo- dead movies. Dead also gets bonus bonus points for literally launching a new genre. That's very that's very good. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Rob Humphrey says, I don't remember like <laughs> I don't remember liking any of the Amityville movies. So I'm guessing he's going dead. Yep. Donanelli says Rom- Romero because zombies. Yep. Fair another enough. good point. Abraham Ram says Amityville two is the only one I like from that franchise. So I'm guessing he's going dead. Yep. Alan Chacha says there is only one right answer. <laughs> and Lance Langford says, Tim, you really aren't making these polls very fair. I sense another runaway. <laughs> I, I'm guessing everyone's going for the Dead franchise. Definitely. So the winner is George Romero's The Dead franchise. Did they run away with it? Yeah, look, it was uh, 80% to 20%. Yeah. What were the 33 votes to The Dead and 8 to The Amityville Horror? Okay. So. At least yeah. some people tried for Amityville. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I, I honestly, the Dead franchise are is a franchise I can see winning this whole thing, and quite frankly, I'll be shocked if they don't. Hmm. But uh, that's it for the first stage. <clears throat> Let's talk about the second stage. This is where it's going to get harder for people. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go in with all the uh, all the matches <laughs> we have for the upcoming next stage. Yep. So. To start things off, we have <laughs> Aliens versus Predator. Shit. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Oh, wow. Then we've got Halloween versus Jaws. Shit. Ooh. Friday the 13th versus Hellraiser. The Omen versus Psycho. Uh, Gremlins versus The Silence of the Lambs. Okay. <laughs> um, the Conjuring versus the Evil Dead franchise. Ooh. Ooh. Poltergeist versus Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And The Exorcist versus The Dead. Oh, shit. Interesting. Mm. I'm I'm keen for this. All right, so let's start it off. This is round 17. We have AVP. Aliens versus Predator. All right. uh, Fuck. (laughs) I, I know who I want to win. Can we give half a point to each? No, we can't. <laughs> uh, all right, let's start off with Aliens. Mm-hmm. Alien and Aliens, two of the best sci-fi horror films out there. I know there's a case we made that Aliens isn't a horror film. I still class it as it is. Alien 3 is a piece of shit, in my opinion. And Alien Resurrection, I like it. That's uh, the one where she's like the clone? Alien Resurrection. The... Is that that one? Yes. 
Hmm. And baby alien. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Overall, it's a pretty, somewhat a pretty decent franchise. Yes, it has its weaker entries, but it's a pretty decent franchise. It is. Let's go to Predator. Mm-hmm. Predator, the original Predator, is one of my all-time favorite movies. I love it. Predator 2 is it's fun. It's not great. It's fun. Then we got Predators. Which is another movie that's fun. Um, then we've got The Predator. Ugh. Is that the new one? Yep. Uh, that was really disappointing. Uh, then we've got Aliens vs. Predator. I mean, both of them have Aliens vs. Predator, really. Uh, I like that one. Uh, I enjoy it. Look, they're, 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 they're okay. Requiem mm-hmm. was horrible. Um, but, look, yeah. The... I'm trying my hardest to make a case for Predator here because I really, really, really want Predator to win. Um, I, I'm, I'm much more of a fan of the Predator over the Xenomorph. I'm much more of a fan of the original Predator film than any of the Alien films. Is it because you prefer the look of Predator? There's that. I just prefer the whole Predator mythos better. Um, I'm just a Predator fan. Mm-hmm. I like Xenomorphs and Aliens, don't get me wrong, but I'm just more of a Predator fan. Okay. In saying that, this is a franchise fight, and... Oh, man. I wish they just made better fucking Predator films. I'm gonna have to go yes. Aliens on this. Maybe one that'll blow us away. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go uh, uh, Aliens on this. Uh, it, as a franchise, it is better, which is really hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. Joe, how about you? Um, I'm gonna have to agree with you. You're I'm going, going alien. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, it's not up to us. It's up to everyone equally. So. But hey, the first Predator movie, people might just like that one and that's them. Yeah, but, be, but compared to the first Alien film, you know, I think a lot of people like Alien more than Predator. I can honestly see Alien taking this one. But we'll see. If you want to vote, go over to the Horror for Dummies Facebook page. There you will see the, uh, the polls and just click on which picture you think deserves to move forward. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's about time to talk about Mighty Beasts of the Jungle. The king of the jungle himself, Julie. So the lion. Lions. And the stripy bandit, the tiger, and... Whatever other, else. Other various creatures from <laughs> that, that are cats. Do you want to talk about feature presentation? Yes, I do. Let's get into it. Feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. We. We're talking about big cats in horror. Why, Julissa? Why are we talking about big cats in horror? Because they can be scary and fuck you up. Yeah, mainly mainly because The Lion King came out in cinemas and it's like the new big thing. Everyone's going to go see The Lion King. But uh, we're here to fuck up your dreams and, and, and remind you that lions can be scary. And they're not all fucking playing with, with uh, warthogs and, and meerkats. No. And monkeys. They, they, they can kill you. Brutally. <laughs> so we've uh, we've assembled a few films 
We've so we try to crush children's dreams. Yes, we are. <laughs> children don't believe in Disney. <laughs> There's no happy endings. It's not. Especially when we talk about Raw. Um, we, we get, we're, talk, we're talking about lions and, uh, and tigers. Big cats in general here. We were going to stick to lions, but we uh, we saw a certain film that we could not pass up the opportunity of talking about. Mm-hmm. So the five films we're going to talk about here, uh, we're going to start with The Ghost in the Darkness. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to move to a movie called um, Prey from uh, 2007. Yes. Then we're going to talk about another movie called Savage Savage Harvest from 1981. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk about a movie called Burning Bright from okay. 2010. Yep. And then we're going to finally wrap it up with the most shocking movie probably ever made, which is called Raw from two th- uh, sorry from 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait till you hear about the making of that film because it's going to I'm, shock you. I'm still in awe about it. So am I. <laughs> I'm still I'm still a little skeptical. But um okay, what makes lions scary, honey? Um, Is it the fact that they can camouflage? Yes, and how big they are, their claws and their teeth. We me and Jalisa went to the circus a few when was it? Like a year ago or something like that? Oh yeah, last year sometime. Months ago. And uh they, they, they we were sitting in the in the seats in the circus and uh they had like a big cage around the around the um the, the ring, it, the ring, I guess. Um, not a wrestling ring, like just like a a circus ring. Yeah, circus ring. <laughs> <laughs> and they had like cages there, and they had like uh, little seats for the lions to come and sit up, and they held them all evenly spaced out. Mm-hmm. And the lions came out, and they jumped on these little seats, and the seats were like in front of people. And one lion in particular raised its tail up and pissed and squirted all over the crowd. <laughs> And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen because we were not in that crowd. We were a bit to the left, so we didn't get sprayed. But it fucked me dead. I felt sorry for these people. Uh, if, if anyone has a cat or knows of a cat that's marked its territory, you cannot get that smell out. Yeah. Now, and every time we walked over to that area, it stunk. I felt so sorry for those people. Yeah. And it wasn't a little spray. It was like a hose. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. Because he was smelling the cage and rubbing his face on it and turned and was like... Pfft. Yeah. Do you think that was cum or piss? It's... It's kind of like the... Um, it's marking its territory. Yeah, it it's like it's... Ki- it's not hormone. What is it? Like a pheromone thing. I don't know. You know? It was funny, nonetheless. But uh, that's how dangerous cats can get. Not only can they eat you and crush your skull, they can piss on you. No, but then when that guy was trying to get him back in and that one boy rogue oh, lion... Oh, that's right. That lion kept was... Kept trying to hit him and, and go him. And that, he's like, ah. Oh. That lion was not having it. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, he was getting aggro. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, I think it's part of the show. I'm like, I don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the start, I thought it might have been because they were kind of like acting like it's part of the show. And then it kind of got too real where the, guy, where the lion almost went the guy. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Lions are beautiful creatures whom I love. Um, there's something that I love about animal attack films. Obviously, me being a massive fan of Jaws, um, shark films are my penultimate favorite. Mm-hmm. But there's something... If you bring a animal attack movie out, such as Crawl, which we are yet to see, I am going to see that shit and I'm going to be really excited about it. I just love animal attack films. 
Not is it because so, it can actually sort of happen? Yeah, I guess so. I think I just have a, have a real deep fascination with, with uh, wild and dangerous animals. I always have. I've always been fascinated with carnivores. Mm-hmm. Um, like lions and, and, and bears and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So when you have a film about it, I'm on the edge of my seat, hooked and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much those sci-fi shark films like uh, fucking... Shark the puss and all those stuff. They, they need to kind of be more down to earth and real. Realistic. Yeah. Um, and saying that, let's talk about our first film that we've got lined up, which is The Ghost and the Darkness. Oh my god. Holy. Lions don't do this. Lions never had a lair like this. They're doing it for the pleasure. They are not lions. They are the ghost and the darkness. We're in a race, Colonel, and the prize is the continent of Africa. We are building the most expensive and daring railroad in history for the glorious purpose of saving Africa from the Africans and, of course, to end slavery. How many do you think they've killed? Hundred. Maybe more. Do we wish the world to think that the builders of the British Empire are afraid because of a few minor difficulties with the local wildlife? Are you sure this was a lion? I'm going to locate Remington. I assume you've heard of him. We're ready! And you see a problem with that? Actually, no. Let's go after them. Get him back! Rather cheerful fellow when you get to know you. <laughs> you don't enjoy killing, do you? Then why do it? Because I've got a gift. Michael Douglas. Val Kilmer. The ghost and the darkness. Now, can you control your fear? Can you? So, The Ghost and the Darkness from 1996. This one comes in at a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty high. Mm -hmm. Uh, This stars Val Val Kilmer as Colonel John Henry Patterson. It stars Michael Douglas as Charles Remington. John Cunney as Samuel, Bernard Hill as Dr. David Hawthorne, Brian McCarty as Angus Starling, and Emily Mortimer as Helena Patterson, the uh, wife to Val Kilmer's character. Um, before we start, I just want to tell you the uh, the backstory of uh, of uh, the making of this film. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, I'll start with the backstory of this film because this is a true story. Mm-hmm. The true story is The Lions of Savo, which is uh, a book about the uh, true story. Yep. Uh, so the Lions of Savo were maneless. Um, there were two male lions who were maneless, perhaps due to the environmental variables. Although maneless lions... So they were males, but look like the lionesses. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were lionesses. 
Like, so did I. You told me. So did I, and then I searched up the story. So if you have not seen The Ghost in the Darkness, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we should start there. <laughs> the Ghost in the Darkness is a movie about... Um, well, let me just read the plot. How about that? Make it easy. A bridge engineer and an experienced old hunter begin a hunt for two lions after they start attacking local construction workers. So a group of people decide they want to build a bridge from one point to one point in Africa, but two lions decide that, no, we're going to eat you. (laughs) Start killing off a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And this was, of course, a true story. Um, They were mainless... um, Males, uh, yep. Due to the environmental variabilities. Although maneless lions are not unique to Savo. Okay. Interesting. Now, there's a lot of uh, a lot of questions as to why these lions kept attacking humans, which is n- something that they don't usually do. They're mm-hmm. a lot like sharks. They don't go after humans. <clears throat> and if they're full as well. Yeah. Um, their taste for men may have been due to an outbreak of rinderpest at the time which may have depleted their normal normal prey. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the reasons. There's a lot of theories as to why these lions kept attacking them. The, the locals, of course, said that they're not lions. They're, in fact, the ghost and the darkness. They believe that an evil spirit has taken over these two lions, mm-hmm. causing them to attack everyone. Now, the legend surrounding this event is almost entirely based on the books written by Patterson, which became runaway bestsellers for their day and made Patterson a good bit of money. It is possible, if not probable, the count of 140 deaths may have been trumped up a bit. Patterson certainly set himself up as the hero of the story, which certainly fit in with the Western notion of the great white hunter of that period. It is known that he killed both lions, both nearly nine feet long, Jesus So, yeah, Christ. they were... That's... That's long. <laughs> yeah. Is that about nine feet? I, I don't know. I need a tape measure. It's it's big. I'm six foot. So add three more feet on me. Fucking okay? hell. Okay? Yeah, they're big. Um, <clears throat> and that they did indeed kill and eat humans. Um, so that's... the. That's cool. The other, the, the true story about this movie is the uh, the Charles Remington character mm-hmm. was uh, was not real. He was only in the movie. Which one was Charles Remington? Michael Douglas, the hunter. Oh, right. Yeah, he was. That was not part of the true story. Okay. Um, it is also possible that they did this because they may have not been able to kill and eat their normal prey, as the jaws of the two show some sign of unusual dental disease. The um. The two lions now reside in a permanent collection of the Field Museum in Chicago, but the government of Kenya is moving to try and try to obtain the pair. So they've been taxidermied and they're now in Chicago. Yep. That's weird that they're in Chicago now. Yeah. Like, out of all places. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, let's talk about the making of this film, because uh, <laughs> director Stephen Hopkins was not happy. Why? The director said about the filming, We had snake bites, scorpion bites, tick bite fever, people getting hit by lightning, floods, torrential rain, and lightning storm. People chasing people... Sorry, hippos chasing people through the water, cars getting swept into water, and several deaths of crew members, including two drownings. What the fuck? Val Kilmer came to the set under the worst conditions imaginable. He was completely exhausted from doing The Island of Dr. Moreau, um, he was dealing with the unfavorable publicity from that set. 
and he was going through a divorce. He barely had time to get his teeth into the role before we started filming. And he is in nearly every scene in this movie, but I worked him six or seven days a week for four months under really adverse conditions, and he really came through. He had a passion for this film. The director continues. He said in a 1999 interview with SFX magazine, how making The Ghost in the Darkness was his worst experience as a filmmaker. A true nightmare, he says. Michael Douglas, who was producing the film, decided at last minute to play the Remington character. But even before filming began, the working relationship between Douglas and Hopkins was very tense. Douglas even went and had the movie completely recut in post-production, removing 45 minutes of scenes in order for him to have more screen time. Wow. This also explains story parts that go nowhere and plot holes that the movie has, like for example, a part where the story jumps from having only a few people killed by lions, only for characters in the next scene mentioning how the number of people dead is much bigger. Mm-hmm. Hopkins expressed disappointment with the final cut in the film, and according to him, he still hasn't seen the full film. Michael Douglas? No, the uh, director, Hopkins. So, that was a bit of a shock reading that because in my opinion I fucking love this film I really enjoy it I have ever since I saw it for the first time when I was a young child it makes sense now how he said it jumps some scenes yeah I I guess it does like watching it I didn't really pick up on it neither now yeah I can see it was this your first time watching this movie it was so tell us your thoughts um I actually liked it I was intrigued to find out and wanted to kill that fucking lion because it was annoying. Or lion. Both of them. Yes. And why? Because they were mean. <laughs> they okay. just kept killing a lot of people. They're just lions. They're hungry. I know. I know. Do you want to kill no. humans because they kill animals to eat their food? Um, no. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was interesting. I did too. Uh, Here's the thing. The lions in this movie are completely real. For the most part, there was only one scene involving an animatronic lion. All the other shots were were used using two real lions named Bongo and Caesar. The same lions also appeared in the film George of the Jungle. Ah. Yeah, so I love how they use real lions. It just makes it seem so much authentic. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing about the lions is some of the cinematography was very, very close and you could barely make out some of the attack scenes. Mm-hmm. But there were other attack scenes that were really well done, uh, such as the attack on Patterson's wife. I should also mention that we're completely spoiling these films. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, but this film is just... I, I, love, I love the story of it. I love the score of it. Mm-hmm. The the score of this film is just it's unique. It stays with me. It's always something that's been in my mind. Um, well, let's talk about the characters. Mm-hmm. So we have let's talk about Charles Remington, Michael Douglas's character. Yeah. Even though he was fake, I love his character in this film, and it was a complete shock that he uh, he got attacked in this movie. Uh, yeah. I yeah. did not expect I, it. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I honestly thought. I mean, it's a good move. I love that he died. Yeah. Because it was so it was such a shock. And they didn't even find his body. No. I honestly thought that he was going to be the saviour of the day, like mm-hmm. he so led up to be. Yeah. But um, good move. Good call. <laughs> it was the shock that they, they wanted, and it succeeded. 
Yeah. A lot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> the the ending of this film, you a fan? How uh, he just kills um, the two lions and, and that's it? It's all happy, happy. I, I think it's good. It wraps up in a nice little bow. Um, the lions took uh, a lot of shots, which is the true story. Apparently, the, uh, the, the second lion that they killed took nine bullets to take down. Nine bullets? Yes. Was any in the head or just all body? I, it didn't. It didn't say, but I mean, for all we know, like five of those could have been the legs. Still, nine bullets to take down one lion. And in the legs, if they're running at you, that's that's pretty good. True, true. Um, there were a lot of deaths in this film that I was not expecting. Not just Charles Remington, but Angus Starling in this film. He's the guy. That was the scene that you weren't really a fan of when the giant. The lion jumps from the roof, and then you see that Angus has his throat slashed. Oh, yeah. It didn't kind of make sense. I think that was what the director was saying. One of the scenes that was kind of jumped up and missed. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it doesn't overly make sense with, like, the, not, the scratch on his... Yeah, not really. It's like he's just in mid-jump, slash this guy's throat. Mm-hmm. But, I don't and know. I don't think a lion can do that, but anyway. Well, you don't know. These are the ghosts in the darkness. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. Now, anyway. the lair of these lions. We see the lair of these lions uh, in the movie, and it's filled with not just human bones, but you've got animal bones in there, and they are clean to the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, this... It was covered. This, this cave was in the real story, but no one could find it until years later. Okay. And that's what led to a lot of people feeling that uh, Colonel Patterson fabricated a lot of the story and, and made him more of a hero than what he was. Yeah. Um, but yes, there was a cave and... They had like as many bones? Or did they no. make a lot more bones for the... No, there was a lot more bones in the movie than what there was in real life. Oh, okay. But still, they had a den. So... That's pretty cool. Hmm. All right. Uh, do you have anything more to add about the ghost in the darkness? Um, no, no, not really. Well, final thoughts, and if you could score it out of ten. Final thoughts. Yes. Um, if you haven't seen it, I suggest go and watch it. Um, I love how they use real lions. Yeah. So it's so good. Um, and the score I'm going to give it is probably a six and a half. A six and a half. Wow. I, I'm going to come in a bit higher than you. <laughs> I love this film. It's one of my childhood favourites. Um, obviously, once again, being an animal attack film fan, mm-hmm. uh, this one just hits home with me. I love the story of it. I love the, the characters in it, the the uh, the lions and the attacks of the lions look great. Mm-hmm. So for me, this movie is a 9 out of 10. I think it's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love it. Even though it's got a lot of problems, according to the director, I didn't really see those problems firsthand. And I don't... I think this has a lot of nostalgia effect on me, this film, so... And the director would have different problems with you, like, compared to you. So. Why would the director have problems with me? <laughs> compared to you, I meant yeah. to say. Yeah, true, true. But I still think it's very much worth a... I, I say this is worth a buy, this film. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Yeah, why not? All right, let's talk about another Lion film. And that movie is from 2007. It's called Prey. Now, there are two Lion films out there called Prey. One is from 2016, and it's a German film. 
uh, which features one lion. I tried my hardest to uh, find it. I could not find that movie anywhere. Mm-hmm. In saying that, I watched the trailer, and the trailer, uh, the lion, it doesn't really look real. Mm-hmm. It looks completely fucking fake. <laughs> um, but let's talk about Prey from 2007. So the plot of Prey is an American family on a holiday in Africa becomes lost in a game reserve and stalked by lions. This stars Peter Weller as Tom Newman, uh, Bridget Moyahan, I don't know, as Amy, um, and a lot of other people that you'd probably never heard of. And... <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's directed by Daryl Rude, and he has gone on to direct such classics as Lake Placid Legacy, and The Lullaby, and um, various other films that you've probably never heard of, because <laughs> he hasn't really done much. I mean, he's, he's got like 48 credits to his name. Dracula 3000, remember the, that classic Dracula movie? It wasn't. It was horrible. Don't ever watch Dracula 3000. Um, yeah, he's done um, films. Mm-hmm. Not good. Um, <laughs> what did you think about this film? Um, the concept was cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of things annoyed me throughout this film. Oh, I could tell. Mm-hmm. You were getting the shits hard with this film. I was, yes. Um, and I'll back you up. I'll back you up on it because this is a movie. If if you don't like movies where characters do dumb things, you're not gonna like this movie because characters in this movie do very dumb things. Mm-hmm. And just how um, that girl was talking to her. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the relationship in this movie can make you uh, a little annoyed. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um, going back to the dumb decisions of the characters in this film. I'm always trying to put myself in films. Now, when you're under so much stress and fear, your brain doesn't exactly uh, calculate the correct responses. So I always try and take that into perspective. What would I do in that situation? But, But there is one scene in this movie where a character... I don't want to spoil too much... A, a character does something and you're like, okay, I, I can understand what you're doing and you, you're, you're scared and you're not thinking straight, but seriously, fucking slow the car down. <laughs> yes, I know, right? And she drives <clears throat> further into nowhere. I would have just chucked a Yui and fucking gone back the way you came. A U-turn. A Yui? People won't know what Yui is. U-turn, sorry. <laughs> Well, let me, let me just, let's just explain this. So this, this lady is, is stand, stranded in a car and there's lions outside and the keys are outside near the lions. She ventures out, grabs the keys, comes back, gets in the car where they're all safe. Lions are still like jumping on the car, blah, 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 blah. She boot, like smacks the car on and just floors it as fast as she could over terrain. Like she's in the middle of the African, um, out. What do you call it? African savanna. Safari yeah. lands. Savannah, whatever. <laughs> and she just floors it over rocks and all this stuff. And I get it. And down a hill. I get it. She's scared. She had to run away from lions. 
But there'd be a point where, like, after, like, two minutes of driving, settle down, take your foot off the accelerator, put it on the brake a little bit, and get onto flat land where you're not going to jump all over rocks Mm -hmm. and eventually smash your car up and then be stranded again. And the lions aren't going to attack a a moving car. No, no, unless there's some sort of mechanical lion, which these lions are not. Hmm. I did like that they're all real lions again. Yes, yes. This is another movie that they use real lions for the most part. I don't know if they did use animatronic lions. Well, I didn't Nothing pick up was on said. it. So, yeah, they do use real lions on this. Uh, this movie didn't have many attacks in it, though. I think I can only remember two people dying. The rest of the part yeah. was... The survival. Oh, no, 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 no. Three people died. The two... The hunter that helps him. The two um, African people. Yes. And the safari guide that took them out and they got stranded. The hunter that helped him. The tracker, tracker hunter, who helped the dad. Oh, that's right, that's right, yes. Mm. Okay, so there's a few more deaths. In saying that, it wasn't as action-packed with with deaths. This is more uh, lions jumping up and scaring you type film. And more of a survival film. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, which I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Survival horror film is another thing that I really like. Yeah. Uh, th- this one compared to The Ghost in the Darkness, I wasn't a fan of the characters. And I think you agree with that. Yes, definitely. I, uh, How that stepdaughter treated the stepmom. Yeah. Yeah. There would come to a point where the stepmom, if I was a stepmom and I was getting treated like that, like she was abused, she was getting basically just the cold shoulder, but more. Uh, it, it would come to a point where I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm in your dad's life. Your dad chose me. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't. She doesn't. She just... <laughs> she just cops it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there, there, were, there were characters in this movie that I wanted dead. Um, another thing that bothered me with this film was the cinematography was all over the place. There was not really a good shot in this film. Mm. Uh, maybe there was a couple, but the cinematography wasn't great. Like, I didn't enjoy it when they were looking out the window trying to look down to see if the line was underneath the window. Yeah. I didn't like that they didn't do a shot from their view. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, They were just a few things that bothered me with this film. Mm. Um, Do you have anything else to add about this film? About Prey from 2007? No. No? No. All right. (laughs) I'm going to give this movie... I gave this movie a 5 out of 10. It is an average film at best for me. I... Bought it years and years ago. I watched it, and I never watched it again until last week. Mm-hmm. And that was only because we were reviewing it on this show. Yeah. I don't think I need to watch this movie again now that we've reviewed it. No, um, I don't need to get angry and yeah. stuff again. Yell at the TV. I, if, if you want a Lion film, I say stick with Ghost in the Darkness. Um, you can pass on this one. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I agree. I give it a five because I'm not going to give it a one star just because I hated the yeah. choices. It was still decent. It had real lies, lions and stuff. Yeah. So I give it a five. Yeah. All right. That is raw. Uh, sorry. Uh, Prey. All right. The next one I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to talk about this one alone because Julissa did not watch this film with me. It's called Savage Harvest. It's from uh, 1981. This stars Tom Skerrick. Uh, Michelle Phillips, and a lot of other people you probably never heard of. 
Uh, okay, the plot for Savage Harvest is a family in Africa finds itself under attack by a pride of lions. Uh, okay, so this one's from 1981, so it is does have that very old feel to it. Yeah. You know how some films from the 80s, like, even though they're the same year, some feel older than others? Mm-hmm. I think it's just the production value. This yeah. one had low production value, so it does feel older. Yeah, yeah. This has a runtime of 1 hour and 27 minutes, but I'm going to tell you right now that 40 minutes of that film is very, very slow. And it's building up characters that I honestly did not give a shit about. I didn't care about anyone in this film. Really? No. So no character build? Uh, look, it tried really hard. I think it just lost me. I think after, like, it takes a while for a lion to attack. And when it finally does attack, I was kind of already checked out. You know, I was like, eh. Eh. So it I didn't bring you back in? No, no. So they weren't that good? <clears throat> the characters? The attacks? Well, okay, this okay. This is where we go to the other part of my review. Okay. Then we get to the where the lions show up. And this, once again, using real lions. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to 81, you can't really use digital lions. They use real lions. Yeah. This, there were scenes in this movie that were really, really well done. There is a scene in this movie where the group of people, they're trapped inside a house, lions all around the house, um, a, a group of people uh, around a piano, and they're singing um, Beatles songs to try and maintain their humanity and their, their, their um, make sure that they're not scared. Because there there's a young girl with them, yep. and she has witnessed various attacks on maids and gardeners and stuff like that mm-hmm. anyway they're, they're, they're sitting around a piano and they're, and they're singing all together and everything but while this is happening one of the lions has broken into the house and mm-hmm. is attacking uh, a person who was injured uh, earlier in the movie Yeah. so you got a scene of them being really um, together and, and, and coming together and, and singing this song and then it cuts to a lion just ripping apart this person. And then the lion grabs this person and drags it out to where the people are singing. Ooh. And it's such a really, really tense scene that when the, when the person playing piano just stops playing and everyone's like, why did you stop playing? And she, her face is just melted with fear. Mm-hmm. Seeing this lion just holding this dead lifeless corpse in his mouth. It's a really, really good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where and that's where it starts and it gets really really strong some of the attacks um, in this movie are pretty real <laughs> I was looking at it I was like huh that looks too real is it actually real and it's not just, no it's not you know, it's brushed it, under the carpet it's not raw um, but some of the some of these effects were pretty well done especially for 1981 mm-hmm. there were a lot of scenes I, I said I said that this movie is basically Night of the Living Dead with zombie uh, with with uh, lions. lions. Yeah, um, there were a lot of scenes where lions broke into the house and got out of the house, and it, it was somewhat creepy. Um, and I felt not not being invested with these characters, I felt scared for them mm-hmm. because there were a lot of times where I was like, "Oh fuck, that one's getting close." Um, so that the second half of this movie really did well. Okay. 
But unfortunately, it was the first half of this film that just really bored me. Mm-hmm. And I was honestly going to check out of this movie. Um, this movie is streaming on YouTube. If you do want to see it. If you do want to see it, may I suggest skipping to like 40 minutes into it and then checking it out? Uh, I think that's the better way of doing it. Yeah. I'm giving this movie a 6 out of 10. Okay. Just because the when the lion comes, it comes. And not in a sexual way. <laughs> oh, God. Why even go there? Because I thought, <laughs> I thought that sounded dirty, so I had to correct myself. <laughs> All right, honey. Let's get into our next full feature length of a movie. We're, we're switching over. We're switching over from lions to now tigers. Yeah. All right? Pretty things. Let's talk about the movie Burning Bright from 2010. I'm starting a safari ranch. I need a scary animal. That's what the tourists pay to see. This cat, he's not scary. He's evil. Southcoast all morning, come out effect for all on the Gulf Coast. We're looking at a strong category three, so board up those windows. Our emergency shelter being set up in King County. In the middle of the night, an evil was brought to this house. Hello? The windows are boarded. Come on, wake up! The doors are sealed. There's no way out. And it's advertising. Please, God, let there be a way out of relentless. Burning Bright from 2010. This one comes in at 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. The uh, the story is a thriller centered on a young woman and her, her autistic autistic little brother who are trapped in a house with a ravenous tiger during a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stars Brianna Evagen, Evagen, I guess, as Kelly Taylor. You wouldn't remember her uh, from Step Up Two. Step up to the streets. Maybe you wouldn't remember her from that, but the, she's... The main girl. Yeah, she's the hot one in the main in that movie. Yes. Uh, Charlie Tarhan as Tom Taylor. He was a young boy in this movie. He's been in movies such as I Am Legend, Frankie, Frank and Wee, and <laughs> Super Dark Times. He was the uh, the one that went kind of crazy in Super Dark Times. That's a, that's a good movie. I enjoyed that. I haven't seen it. And Garrett Dillahunt as Johnny. He plays the stepdad in mm-hmm. this movie. So this movie, um, speaking about the movie Crawl, this one's very, very similar in the fact that we have a natural disaster and then it turns into an animal attack film. Mm-hmm. Much like Crawl, which we have not seen yet, that apparently is a, uh, a hurricane which turns to an alligator film. Mm-hmm. This one, kind of the same thing, but a tiger film. And the story in this film is is pretty smart. I like how they did this story. I really do. Yeah. What did you think? I enjoyed it. It was different to what we've seen. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. This movie almost made me cry. There is a scene... Okay, she look, she's looking after her, her autistic little brother. Mm-hmm. And to anyone out there who has an autistic child or is looking after an autistic child, uh, you are a hero. Because that shit looks... Hard. Stressful and hard. And to anyone out there, I, I could imagine there'd be so many people out there who would just give up. Mm-hmm. And that showed in this film how there was times where this girl wanted to give up, but couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that 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 made that part in the movie made it so strong for me. Yeah, the film. I really loved how they brought this character out, and I absolutely felt for this autistic little kid. I don't want to get too much into spoilers with this film, but there is a scene involving the autistic kid that that made me realize what he is going through. Yeah. And it just kind of crushed me in a way. He doesn't really understand the the danger of this tiger so much. He's in his own little world and he's he's missing someone and it kind of crushed me mm-hmm. in a little bit. I'm really really strong acting especially from um, Charlie Tahan who played the autistic child in this movie. He did such a good job yeah. of playing this kid because in real life, he's not autistic. Um, I've seen him in various other movies, such as Super Dark Times, and he's good in that. But in this one, I feel anyone who plays... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to word it right. I don't want to piss anyone off. A special needs child. Yeah. Such as uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in What's Eden Gilbert Grape. Oh, he was great in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such it's such a hard... I could, I, I'm not an actor in any shape of the word but it, it just blows my mind how people can act like that and then just go on with their everyday life mm-hmm. it'd be such a hard thing to do and this kid they nails it they do their it. research yeah yeah and this kid nails it and it really showed to me what it's like because I've never had to look after an autistic child I've never really been around autistic children mm-hmm. um, it really just shows how much of a struggle it would be yeah and this this kid is a full-fledged autistic child like you know you hear stories of some kids who are just as slightly yeah just slightly autistic this one's fully yeah. autistic and uh yeah it, it really made the film for me mm-hmm. now um the i the, just don't understand the name of this film though no neither did i burning bright it didn't really i don't know it didn't really it, have yeah. anything to do with it no not really um let's talk about the 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 danger of this film, which mm-hmm. is a tiger. Yep. Now, um, the story on how this tiger comes into this house is real. I think it's really well written. I love how it comes about. It uh, it may shock people how it comes about, and it may anger people how this tiger comes about. Yeah. But I love it. This movie is a survival movie to the max. Uh, these two, for the most part, it's just two characters and a tiger. Yep. Um. Kelly and Tom, Mm -hmm. who are versing a tiger and trying to get out of this house. And the reason they can't get out of the house is... The windows uh, and everything's boarded up. Everything's boarded up. Um, From the hurricane. Yeah, we'll say that. There is a kind of a twist as to why it's boarded up more, but I'll I'll save that for people who want to watch this film. Yep. I, um, I came across this film in one of the horror Facebook groups where someone posted a little clip of the tiger attacking... Or trying to attack a character. And I was like, wow, what is this movie? It looks great. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I searched it up and found it. And I'm really, really glad that I did find it and watched it. Yeah. I had a blast with this film. Um, I think it's... Uh, out of all the big cat films that I've seen, this is one of my favourites. Yeah. I'll I, have to agree. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, the Tiger... Let's talk about the tiger in this movie. Because apparently, according to the uh, IMDb trivia, none of the actors came face-to-face with the tiger. Really? Which is a bit of a shock, because they come face-to-face with the tiger in the film a lot. Yeah. That's just showing you how digital effects work. Once again, this is a real tiger. So they never acted around the tiger? Yeah. They just they spliced the, the They spliced the scenes in. Really? Yeah. For the most part. I mean, there must be some scenes where they come face-to-face with the tiger. But, yeah, for the most part, they did not. Just thinking that part with the wall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not real. Unless that was like an animatronic head. Movie magic, honey. Hmm. I don't know. But uh, it, it's really well done. The cinematography was really good. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed this film. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Um, apparently, here we go, the title is a reference to a William Blake poem, The Tiger, published in 1794. So, I, I, don't, I still don't understand why it's called uh, Burning Bright. Yeah, neither. But, and I keep getting mixed up with Brightburn. Yeah. I um, was going to say that at first, and I was like, no, that's not it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is um, Burning Bright. It's mm-hmm. from 2010. It's, I think it's a, a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. It's just short of... I still think The Ghost in the Darkness is a better film. Yeah. Because of its rewatchability. You know, I think I can I can go right now and watch The Ghost in the Darkness again. I could probably watch this again, but I don't know many, how many more times. Okay. Um, I'll give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Yeah? I you liked it, it that much? Yeah. I, I say it's, it's, worth, it's worth a buy, this yeah. film. If you like your animal attack films, this one is... And survival horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this this one is is up there. Yeah. I saw a lot of uh, other reviewers giving it five out of ten and all that stuff. I don't really understand why. Yeah. Um, for me, this hit home. It, the reason the tiger is on this property at all is because um, the stepdad wanted to turn it into a, a kind of a safari zoo type thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's American um, uh, property. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's got all these different types of animals, but the main attraction being this big tiger. Yeah. Who we, we established at the start of this film is, quote-unquote, pure evil. Yeah. According to the... The guy selling it. The guy, I think the guy was Meatloaf. The guy selling the tiger, played by Meatloaf. Let me just double-check that. Um... I'm sure I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I remember you mentioning it to me. I'm sure it was Meatloaf. Uh, yes, Meatloaf. Hmm. So, and Meatloaf played, like, I, I, th- I think Meatloaf's a decent actor. Yeah. When he wants to be. <laughs> when he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was in the um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Which I haven't seen in full yet, but... Uh, Comes in on his badass motorcycle. Does he come in like a bat out of hell? Yep. <laughs> do you get what, do you Pretty sure he breaks through a wall. Like a bat out of hell? Yeah. I call to the morning hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Bernie Bright, I, I reckon this one's definitely worth a watch. 
Uh, the tiger, like the ti- the scene, like some of the scenes are really, really tense, mm-hmm. and uh, like palm sweaty. You're on the edge of the seat, going, "Oh, fuck! Get out of there! Get out of there!" Um, so yeah, I really liked the the tiger scenes. And there's really no hiding from it because it can smell you. Yeah, well, there's that. Um, you have some great effects with uh, hiding places and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, these characters are real to me because yes, there is use of a gun. But these characters aren't exactly your typical American rednecks who go out hunting every week. Yeah. So they're not exactly well established with the artwork of guns. Yeah. <laughs> like me, you know? If you gave me a gun, I mean, I, I'm sure I'll try to shoot it. I've shot a gun before, but um, I don't think I'd... I, I wouldn't be an expert. No. I'm sure Alan would kick my ass in, <laughs> in gun fights. <laughs> so... But yeah, hmm. bright burn. Ah, oh, fuck! There, I did it again. Burning, burning bright. bright, burning bright. Where can like, the thing is? I, 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 couldn't really find this anywhere. We had to find other means to get this film, uh, but this is one that I want to track down and actually buy. Yep. I enjoyed this a lot. Add to our animal collection. Yeah, animal attack collection. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump into the last film that we're going to talk about, and this one is one that. Uh, we need to really talk about because it has some shocking scenes in it. This movie is Raw from 1981. Here we are in Eden. This is a madhouse. No, it isn't. It's just like life. You get the funny with the tragic. Here we are in Eden. Though we walk to stay. Almost away. See the shadow of the eagle in the sunrise. Hear the music of the children in the moonrise. Feel the power of the lion when he roars like thunder. Oh, you gonna get killed. And do you know what your friends are probably doing to our family right now? They are eating. Shut up. Roar. from 1981 comes in at a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and its plot is a family goes to Africa to meet their father who lives with wild animals. If you haven't heard about this film, pay close attention because uh, this is something that was brought to my attention a a year and a half ago or something like that and when the person telling me, uh, person being uh, my friend Kalouf, who is my co-host on uh, Bordy and the Wolf, my other podcast, he brought it to my attention when he was telling me about this movie. I didn't believe him because it doesn't sound believable. Yeah. With what happens, and it's not so much what happens in the movie; it what happens outside the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's just jump into what happens outside the movie, honey. I, I'm still in awe about 
if this is real or if this isn't. This They have no need to lie about it, so it's got to be real. I guess so. I guess so. Look, this movie took a long time to produce. Mm-hmm. Like years. I'm talking about like, like four or five years to actually come out. It was like 11, wasn't it? Uh, I've got it here. I'll, I'll read it. But let's, <coughs> let's talk about what happened uh, with the making of this film, right? Now, listen close, because uh, <laughs> you might need to rewind and, and double-check if I said this correctly, but this is what happened. During filming in 1977, Melanie Griffith, who... Actually, you know what? I should just mention who the director was first. The director was Noel Marshall, who is um, the producer on a little film called The Exorcist. Noel Marshall was, at this time, the stepfather of a girl called Melanie Griffith, Mm -hmm. who I'm sure people know of. Um, She's been in some things. I've heard of that name. Yeah. She was, he was the stepfather of Melanie Griffith and he put her in this film and during filming in 1977, Melanie Griffith, his stepchild, was mauled by a lying and required plastic surgery. Griffith reportedly received 50 stitches to her face. It was feared she would lose an eye, but she recovered and was not disfigured. On another occasion, a lion grabbed her hair and wouldn't let go. And that moment made it into the film. Another story. Cinematography, cinematographer Jan de Bont was mauled and sculpted by a lion on step. De Bont required over 120 stitches to sew his scalp back from where a lion had bitten his head. After medical treatment, de Bont actually returned to his production to complete his DOP duties. Jesus Christ. Another scene. During production, director Noel Marshall was attacked by the lion so many times that he was eventually was diagnosed with gangrene. In one of those incidents, he was clawed by a cheetah when protecting the animals during a bushfire that occurred in 1979. All animals were evacuated, though it took several years for him to cover from his injuries. In, and it wasn't just it wasn't just the people who were harmed in this movie. In 1978, a flood from a dam break killed many lions in the film, washed away the set and destroyed nearly all the movie, including sets, completed film footage, and three key lions, including Robbie, the movie's Lion King. The picture was set back several years, and the damage done uh, amounted to approximately $4 million. Jesus Christ. Now let's go back on what happened to the other people. Yep. Tippi Hedren, who was the wife of the director, mm-hmm. fractured a leg during production when an elephant bucked her off its back when she was riding on top. Moreover, also during production, Hedren was bitten in the back of her head by a lioness called Sherry. Hedren, <laughs> Hedren received 38 stitches to the open wound. The incident can be seen in the finished picture. Hedren is hanging from the uh, hanging to the branch of a tree when 34 lions run across her. The 34th lion bites at her head. Hedron screams and the blood scene uh, blood scene is real. <laughs> this, this, this thing is the funniest thing I've ever written. Hedron in an interview says... Um, Hedron once said of being bitten by a lion. And this is what she said. And I quote, Let me tell you, it hurts when you're bitten by a lion. It's not only that you may have an open gaping wound plus shock, but the pressure of those enormous jaws is so strong that it hurts. Well, no <laughs> well, fucking very shit. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm glad you know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, assistant director Doran Coper was attacked and mauled by a lion during production, uh, filming of this picture. He had his throat bitten open, open. His jaws, his jaw was bitten, and one of the lions attempted to rip an ear off. He was also injured in the head, chest, and thigh. Although it was not reported that the attack nearly proved fatal, the Santa Cruz Center on June 9, 1978, printed a quote from a nurse saying his injuries were acute. Although, what this really means is that his injuries were sudden and traumatic, he was also reported as being conscious and in fair condition. It blows my mind that after all this stuff happened, no one died in this movie. No, especially now, getting your throat bitten open. Yes, yeah. Um... The production filming schedule for this movie was originally projected estimated to require six months. It ended up taking four years to complete principal photography. That's just principal photography. You know what that means? The filming. Mm-hmm. Then, apparently this film, all in all, took about 11 years. to yeah. From from the starting like starting point of, of writing it to it being completely finished and out there. Mm-hmm. And when it was out there, it had a lot of distribution problems because no one really wanted it. Because it is so insane. This movie had 150 lions, tigers, oh, um, jaguars, jaguars, cheetahs, um, panthers. It had elephants. It had birds. They had absolutely no trainers. Yeah. And they were just roaming the sets free. Yeah. Yeah. You can go and see this movie on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. As a movie as a whole, it's not very good. Mm-hmm. It kind of bores me, but it just it blows my mind because you will see like the scenes in this movie of lions and tigers attacking people, and you have to remember that these scenes are completely real, and it it just blows my mind that director Noel um, Noel Marshall let this happen. Mm-hmm. Now, sadly, he is no longer with us. Uh, he died in two thousand and ten due to uh, a brain tumor. Uh, which was not the result of lion, <laughs> um, but uh, man, it, it just blows my mind that, and he especially, he's like the main guy in this film. Yeah, he stars in this film, and he was just run over by lions countless times during this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie as a whole, it, it, it's very, it's not very good. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I've sat through this movie in full, but I watched it. Because it, it get it, it gets boring. Yeah. Like, how much can you watch of lions just running around and 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 fighting with each other and stuff like that? Yeah. You know, I'd rather watch a documentary. Mm-hmm. But it's just how it's just so shocking as to what, what happened. happened. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, and this family let their kids star in it. Yeah. So their kids got attacked by lions as well. Exactly. That's just, uh, That's the awe part, like the shock and awe. The dude was scalped. Do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. That oh my god! Imagine being scalped. Like in that movie Maniac. Oh, very good. Mm. Um, except it was a lion, not a dude with a knife, which would have. I was explaining this. I know, I know, I know, but it just like uh, a lion doesn't like hold your scalp and like slowly cut. That would be in like one swift motion. Yeah. Oh my god, man! I I cannot imagine being attacked by a lion, mm-hmm. let alone numerous lions and other cats. You know, like being I, I, we we've had we've had numerous kittens and and cats as pets. Yeah. 
And sometimes those cats, they get the shits and they scratch you. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. So I'm not going to lie. A little a scratch from a little kitten, a domestic house kitten, it hurts. Think about a fucking lion scratching you. Not just that, it biting down on your head. I don't want to. No, neither do I. That <laughs> shit like makes my blood run cold. As that girl said, it hurts. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no shit. No shit. Uh... All in all, look, I give this movie a, uh, a 4 out of 10. It's not a very good movie, and I only really watch it just because it blows my mind at how, how shocking this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, should you go see it? I think, honestly, go onto YouTube and search up various scenes of the movie. Yep. Just search up Raw. That's not R-A-W. It's R-O-A-R, as in Lion Raw. Mm-hmm. And just search up, like... Uh, raw scenes and it will give you the the most prominent ones yep and a lot of these tigers and lions and stuff are wild they're not actually trained yeah they're not trained they're just yeah you just bought them Mm -hmm. from like like some were trained wasn't it there were some trained yes yes which is not a good mix no you know you don't put trained animals with wild animals because it's going to show the trained animals hey that's probably why they fought a lot. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the trained one's like, you've got to stop doing that. You're ruining <laughs> <Yeah>. the movie. <laughs> uh, what would you give this movie out of 10? Oh, I haven't. I've only seen the scenes that you've showed me oh, in, a, right, in okay. a bit of it. Yeah, okay, so fair. Um, for their efforts, I'll give them a five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Not uh, not a good movie. Just just watch the scenes and read up about it because it's actually there's a documentary on on uh, YouTube that you can read about the making of it and it's just insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Raw from 1981. This concludes our talk on uh, big cats in horror. Do they deserve a place? Would you be opposed to another lion movie in horror? No. I would not. Neither. I uh, I mean, what more could they do? I think, honestly, Burning Bright is is the one that deserves a watch. Mm-hmm. I feel most people have watched Ghost in the Darkness. Burning Bright is something that um, I feel a lot of people have missed. Yep. And it's definitely, in my opinion, worth a well, watch. I've never heard of it, and it's never been like released in the movies or anything. Yeah, neither... So. Well, 2010... Um, it was, was definitely not released over here. Mm-hmm. Maybe over in the States it was, but yeah. I say it's definitely worth a find mm-hmm. if you want a um, a good survival horror film. Yeah. Check out Burning Bright. Mm-hmm. Um, have you got anything else to say about big cats? Um, they're pretty. They That's are. It. What's your favourite big cat? Lion, tiger, jaguar, panther, I'd probably cheetah. have to go... Oh, cheetah's pretty too, but I'll probably have to go tiger. Really? Yeah. You? Um, I'm probably have to go lion. <clears throat> Why lion? Because they're the king of the jungle, baby. Is that the only reason? Is no, that I the just... prettiest one to you? Yeah, they piss on people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't think I've ever thought about it. See, I love the panther too, cause the pure black with the like yeah. green yellow eyes. Yeah. But now I go tiger. I like them all. I love cats. I'm a cat lover, you know? Um, let's let's get a kitten. Okay. <laughs> a, a lion kitten. We can film our own roar. Are lion kittens called kittens? 
Cubs. Cubs, that's Cubs. right. Anyway. All right, this concludes episode 87 of Horror for Dummies. I'm sorry about the birds right now. They're pissing us off. Um, we will be back. Okay, next week. Oh, this is going to be fun. We're going to have some fun. Next month, the month of August, me and Julissa have decided that the month of August is going to be 80s Horror Month. We are going to show you, and there's five weeks... Well, five Fridays, and we try to we try to put our episodes out on Friday. Doesn't always happen, but um, yeah, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, weekend podcasts. Yay! Yep. There's five weekends in the month of August, and we are going to be reviewing a uh, a film from the '80s, a horror film from the '80s that Jaleesa has never ever seen before. We're going to show her '80s horror that she's never checked out. Mm-hmm. So. From uh, 1985, our first film from the 80s that Jaleesa is going to watch is uh, Fright Night. Yep, the original Fright Night. Yep, the original Fright Night. We're going to be checking out the original Fright Night from uh, 1985, and uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to go back to the the 1980s, Yep. and we have some cool, interesting movies that I haven't seen for a long time that I'm excited to revisit again. I'm excited to see these since I've never seen them. Maybe we'll talk about the remake too, if we get time. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you guys like us, please hit us up on the uh, on the Facebook page, Horror for Dummies at uh, Facebook, or you can just go to horrorfordummies.com. Thank you, Jason. Um, please give us a five-star review on any of your podcast streaming apps, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. And if you could leave a uh, comment, that always helps. Um, anything else? Please, if you want to get in contact with us, I think we're going to slowly bring back listener mail. That was my bad, you guys. You really miss it, don't you? A little bit, yeah. Um, I miss people talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> or to us. To us, that's what I to meant. To us, yeah. about us, yeah. to us. So uh, if you have anything to say about this episode or previous episodes, get in contact and we'll read it out on the air. Until next time, with our... I have been Jaleesa. She... He has been Tim. I am still Tim. I think I'll always be Tim. Very good. Uh, We'll be back next week with Fright Night. Um, Until then. Goodbye. Dip!